0: Welcome to the Freelancer Podcast. I'm Johannes. And I'm Carl. Together, we talk about freelancing and marketing nuggets for web developers. In this episode, we're going to be discussing how to spend your money as a freelancer. Let's get started.
1: Managing your finances. What exactly are we talking about here? And why is it important? Why is it important It allows you more freedom, it allows you to give back to others, it allows you to be a little bit more fussy in, you know, working with your clients. And let's face it, some of us are not finance people. I am not that guy. But it's important to partner with someone (laughs) and work with someone who has the skill. Why? Because it'll allow you that ultimate freedom and to make better
0: decisions in ultimately growing your business. Yes, well said, Carl. And this is exactly what this podcast is about. We're going to start off by looking at budgeting and cash flow. The second thing, we're going to look at sales and marketing. Then we'll move over to operations and admin. And then last, but one of the most important also is further education. So we're looking at how you should spend your money as a freelancer on these things. So let's go straight into the first one, budgeting and cash flow. Now, this isn't everybody's strength a lot of people would just like to swipe your credit card swipe your card and just buy whatever you want to buy but in reality it doesn't always work like that you <laughs> need to have a budget in place and need to manage your cash flow you can't just end up spending 100k every month but you only have 10 coming in <laughs> you're not really going to last long so <laughs> A very good point when it comes to budgeting is look at your annual expenses, your monthly expenses, things such as your Wi-Fi or internet expense, your telephone expense, your rental expense, you know, um, things such as subscriptions that you have already going. So then you do a whole, you have a whole list of things that you have, that is your annual expenses um, and you you. You put it on an Excel sheet or if you have a different software system that does all of that for you, then fantastic. And then you just keep your finger on it to make sure that you're still within budget for every month. That will give you an idea of how much money you need to make every month because of your expenses. So let's say your expenses is $5,000 a month then you need to make at least $5,000 a month just to break even. If your salary, you want to add your salary to that, then you need to add your salary. Let's say your expenses is 30000 k a month. Then, you, obviously, you need to make 30000 k every month. But you don't just want to break even every month. You want to have more money. You want to have and grow your resources so that you can invest more and have more freedom and also go on holiday. So the next thing... um Uh, you need to bear in mind when you're doing your budget and your cash flow is those times and those months where you won't be working um, because of summer holidays or because most companies just close down i know in south africa it's mostly december for us where most companies slow down completely And then it's Christmas and it's New Year's and it's all of this. And you're not going to get anything out of anybody during that time. You can forget about it. So you need to factor that into your budget. If you know that the month of June is going to be a slow month for you due to the summer holidays, then you need to factor that in. You need to say, okay, this month I am budgeting that my income for this month will be halved. Therefore, I need to save money up the previous few months to be able to handle this drop in income and that brings to the next point within budgeting and cash flow is saving you have to save every month as you get money in you have to put some away for the rainy days for the slow months um, for the future projects even so you could have a savings account that is split up into three different categories such as um Uh, future projects or you could have slow months or you could have further investments uh, or you could just have leisure or um, improvements or maintenance repairs Mm -hmm. um, on your on your laptop uh, if you want to Uh, maybe buy some more items or you want to buy another laptop or another screen then you can start saving money away to actually purchase that in months to come okay so yo keep that in mind have that in your budget have it in your cash flow then also the valley and the peak incomes there are going to be months that you might not have and receive the income that you were hoping for okay and it probably was not planned you didn't budget in. Oh, I'm not going to get money in May just because I'm just saying I'm not. It's more like, uh-oh, things aren't going as well as planned. Something has shifted. Um, it's a slow month. What do you do? You need to plan for those. Again, like I mentioned, you need to save money for those slow months, for those valley, valley times that you come in and those months when you're reaching peaks, where you reach your best month ever. Celebrate it for sure. Go out take you yourself and your girlfriend your wife or your friends take them out for supper something celebrate but then save some of that money as well so that you have more money for if there's a slow month um yeah, so that is extremely important. You have to have your finger on your budget and on your cash flow if you want to be a successful freelancer because very quickly, if you just swipe that card and not keeping account of the expenses that you're running, you could easily expenditure double as much as you earn within a wink of an eye. Like it is it is really, really that easy to do um, and we don't want you guys to end up in that situation at all. So one one thing I would like to suggest which uh, I myself and I know Kyle also uh, we we try and and have that is a three months of income that has been stored up now this is for the business but I think this is also for our personal self for in case if, if the business is not doing well enough we know that we don't have to pull a salary or pull any income from the business for at least three months we can stand on our own feet we can cover all of our expenses and we can survive just in case something had to happen we've got that to fall back on um, but this doesn't come easy this comes with a sacrifice and that sacrifice is you need to live under your means so I could be buying a bigger car and go away every week and go eat out much and and just you know I could I could be living that lifestyle but I choose not to because I'd rather live under my means, save up money, have it stored up to have income for slower months or even have it stored up for future investments or whatever the case may be. So it's extremely important that desire to want to buy the latest this and the latest that and it's going to come, especially if you have the money in the bank, but be self-disciplined and saying, no, you know, I'm going to choose to live under my means for these first four, five, six years, maybe even, or maybe first one or two years until I actually have A very strong freelancing career or it's turned into a business that is that is growing exponentially and now i can enjoy all this fruit uh, of my labor so really try and live under your means don't rack things up onto your credit card um yeah don't Don't go all mad with your money. Just really, really try to live under your means. And now the next point that that we're going to be discussing is sales and marketing, which is obviously extremely important for you to get any more money in. So, Carl, take us through sales and marketing.
1: Listen, can I just jump in here and quickly say, that brought tears (laughs) to my eyes. Wow. Please send me your invoice for your consulting (laughs) services. End of the podcast. That is it. (laughs) No. Awesome okay, so moving on to to marketing and sales okay i think I think the big question is why do you even need to do it and it's pretty simple if you are if you have a business or freelancing business that is currently at a plateau, so it's not growing at all, it might go a little bit down, it's pretty much staying where it is, or you've got a new freelancing business in order to grow in order to scale in order to increase your income, in order to be able to outsource certain tasks, you need income, you need. Clients. So, how do you get those clients? You need marketing. You need to invest. The best way to look at marketing, in my perspective, is as an investment. It is not a cost or an expense because ultimately you want to get that initial investment back. So, just to give a few little nugget takeaways here when it comes to marketing as a general rule, if you have an existing business, you should be spending roughly 8 to 10% of your annual revenue per annum on marketing. Obviously, this might look a bit different. It might be 20 or 30% or even 50% towards the beginning of your freelancing career because you're making that initial investment but in order to make money you need to spend money it is that simple when it comes to that principle now it's important when you when you do marketing to look at the results thereafter you need to analyze it you need to see what type of strategies you learned or or let's say the The campaign resulted in and then change it try new things to try and see maybe you need to invest a little bit more maybe you need to change certain wordings around maybe you need to change your uh, change your landing page on what the prospective client might land on ultimately to try and result in better you know um, leads uh, ultimately so what you need to do is you can use adwords you can use linkedin linkedin is a gold mine Don't forget to use LinkedIn to tailor your account um, to appeal to your prospective uh, niche. And we did discuss niche in a previous episode. We're not going to go into that detail at all here, But do listen to it because it ties in with your marketing. Because in order to spend money and invest money to a specific audience, you need to know who your ideal client is. And you need to tailor your marketing and your communication accordingly. That pretty much sums up sales and marketing. Then we're going to head on to operations and I just want to add
0: one small thing in there, Carl. Thank you so much for that because sales and marketing is an extremely important factor of any freelancer. But just one thing I want to add in there. If you do choose a channel in which you are marketing your services on and you're not receiving any hits or any return on your investment, yeah, you might have wasted a thousand dollars, but I don't see it as a waste. I see it as a learn you just learned it's a learning curve you just mm-hmm. learned okay well that platform doesn't work and bear in mind just because you didn't get any clients in doesn't mean they don't want your services it just means you were fishing in the wrong pond try and find the pond where your audience is in mm-hmm. try and find the pond where, you're, where where the best suited clients for your business is in because when you find that pond man you're going to be pulling out fish left right and center it's, it's, so don't think of <laughs> oh, I've tried here I've tried there those aren't working I am a failure or nobody wants me no change the pond go to a full one all right so operations and admin so when we talk of operations and admin and how we should spend our money within this setting um, it is quite fairly simple but it's a new way of thinking as well I know in the beginning when I started off business uh, with selling pancakes on the streets and eventually doing a healthy, wholesome lunches and all these different weird businesses, I wanted to do everything myself. I had this mentality, I can save money, I'm going to do everything. But it's the wrong mentality to go into. With today's technology and the internet and online resources available at your fingertips, you could actually outsource many of your operational tasks to others. For instance, content writing. If you're not a great content writer, outsource it. Go to Fiverr, go to all these different platforms where you can just say, hey, buddy, write something on this topic, SEO in mind, and uh, I would pay you X amount, $5, $20, $30, $40, depending on the actual scope, and off you go. The work is done. You can then get more clients in. You can, let's say, manage 10 to 20 clients because you're not having to do everything, whereas opposed to if you had to do everything, you can only maybe manage like three clients. Okay, then also software systems. Look at the different software systems that are out there. There are many different ones. Let's say you're selling an online digital product. You can actually find different software programs that will manage all the invoicing for you, that will manage the delivery of it, everything. Look at that. It's going to save you time and money. Um, Different software systems such as to make your job more efficient, more effective, um, your coding your uh, whatever it is that you need to do to make it easier for you so that you can do it faster because why if you can do things faster, you can actually service more clients and you can you can make more money so y- y- your your time is no longer limited by a slower system, but you're now opening your time up to being able to manage more people, more uh, more contracts that come into you. So have a look at that. The same when it comes to administration. Um, if in your country you need to uh, submit VAT returns and tax returns, or they call it um, sales tax, or they call it a GST, all those things, if you need to do all those things, then you must obviously abide within the law of your country. And if the administration is quite taxing on you, then get systems or even outsource that. Get accountants to do that for you at a minimal fee you know Um, have that done for you so that you can free up your time to what you are good at because if you are doing things that you're not good at you're wasting your time and you take five times as long to do it as opposed to somebody else is doing it every day it's what they breathe and live and eat allow them to do it pay them a small fee but again budget it in make sure you actually have the right income and expenditure so that you can actually Pay for something like that. And then you can also factor in in your future income and the future number of clients that you're getting that because your time has been freed up because you're having an, a, a bigger expenditure when it comes to operations and admin but you'll have more money come in because you can now focus more of your time on sales and marketing and actually servicing these clients. So there's a good playoff there and, and have a look at that ratio when you do look at your budgeting and cash flow. Very important. But lastly but certainly not the least thing is further education. Carl, take us through Further education and how you should spend your money on that?
1: Mm. So, I, I think what's important here is when it comes to education it's important to have that like teachable spirit you know you, you you want to you want to have that sort of attitude that spirit of wanting to learn more of wanting to further um, you know educate yourself and grow that p- whole personal development side and and when I say education yes I am talking from a business perspective but there's a lot of other skills that are important here you might want to learn how to um, let's say negotiate or communicate better through your body language or you know whatever it is maybe it's a, a lot of it is mental you know like certain leadership qualities um, maybe from john maxwell that you can look into and tim ferris gives some awesome advice as or well. just an, a different way of thinking it maybe a certain productivity whatever it is i think it's important just to have that you know that mindset, and just to like learn to to set it out to be disciplined, maybe it's an hour a day, maybe that's not possible, maybe it's an hour a week, it doesn't matter what it is, but I think it's important that we should all keep learning and to further ourselves so on a practical note, how can one do that? I like Udemy, uh, udemy udemy.com. I find it uh, cheap, cheap courses, and not only that, but the quality of courses are very good. Very often, the the, let's say the total length of the course is roughly say twenty odd hours. And what I like about it is you can you know maybe put the speed on 1.5 and just go through it a lot quicker. Obviously, uh, let me look at books, physical books, whether it's e-books or just you know the old-fashioned paper Mm -hmm. book nowadays. Or, um, podcasts. I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard of the freelancer podcast. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's one thing. Um, uh, another one is blogs. Don't underestimate blogs. I mean, you get some killer, killer in-depth articles from, from some guys. I don't know who you prefer listening to on certain topics, but, uh, when it comes to marketing, I, I like Glenn Alsop and, uh, Brian Dean, especially when it comes to SEO side of things and also, uh, Conferences. Conferences are quite underrated. You can learn quite a lot about your industry. You can learn quite a lot about your competitors. And that's something definitely to to look at and consider. Mm, Well
0: said. And just one last golden rule, Carl. What would you like to leave everybody with?
1: Well, it depends if you're talking about 18-karat gold or 24-karat gold. (laughs) 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 But no, look, uh, um, as a general takeaway, it is pretty simple take this away from this episode in handling your business expenses and in handling your personal expenses whatever it is this is a crucial crucial takeaway and it is manage your finances do not let it manage you
0: thanks for joining us in this episode be sure to like and share And we look forward to you tuning in next time for some great nuggets without the fluff.